You're listening to Behind the Clipboard. Event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the insider toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. Welcome to Behind the Clipboard. I'm Crystal Thane and please welcome my fellow event gurus, Tamara Cook of Known Associates Events and Melissa Howie. Hey, good morning. Welcome to our first podcast. So exciting. We're so excited to be here. I'm already singing. (laughs) I knew this would happen. (laughs) Um, So before we get into today's topic, I thought maybe since our first episode, let's talk about us. Well, what's better than that? I'm interested. (laughs) Tam, tell us about yourself and how you got into events. Um, Well, I have been doing events all my life, pretty much all my working life. I was in hospitality first and I used to just jump into any kind of events that I could. So I was always organising the social club and the concierge ball. And and then I moved into events for real, worked for the Fremantle Dockers as their events coordinator. And then I decided to start up my own business um, as a side hustle. And that has now been a 12-year side hustle <laughs> nice. with two kids. And yeah, so um, we've grown. We've got a beautiful team, four of us in the team, very creative. We work on all kinds of events from giant gala balls to small um, launches and, yeah, really diverse all over Perth and really love it. We love everything about creating and the the back end of – oh, I said back end – the back end of management <laughs> – being behind the clipboard, that's what we love. <laughs> yeah, oh, so 12 time. years in the biz and I love it. Known Associates Events is the name <laughs> of my business. <laughs> so Mel, I don't know how you're going to follow that back-end comment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't like following tomorrow. Next time ask me first, please. We'll do. Uh, but I, yeah, I've been working in events and marketing for over a decade now um, and I've done a little bit in Canada. I've worked in corporate consultancy. Most of my career has been in the not-for-profit sector. So I really specialize in adding the fundraising element to events, which is something we'll definitely explore throughout this podcast as well. Um, But yeah, in general, I love events. I've always loved parties. Every birthday, I (laughs) take the opportunity to throw an awesome party. Um, Yeah, I just love being around people, talking to people and food. Food is my favourite part of the event. <laughs> I think we can all agree agree that uh, food is our favourite flavour. We do like food and there's definitely, probably, for sure, going to be a podcast about food in the near future. Oh, mm. absolutely. <laughs> and all the things that come with it. Yeah. But we are all people people as well, which I think is really important in definitely. events. Yeah, you can't not like people. So a bit about me. I'm actually going to place my oh, yeah, cards let's... on the table. Yeah, just bring it back to me. Um, I actually don't have as much event experience as these two lovely ladies. Uh, my background's mostly in marketing and comms. However, by virtue of, you know, having been in comms and working at ASX listed companies, events has still fallen to my role in a small company. So we'll probably talk a bit about that and how, how the podcast might help someone who's not an event person as such, but their role needs them to organize events. And I've worked, as I said, from ASX listed companies to not-for-profits. So That's a bit about me. And maybe let's segue straight into why did we start this podcast? Yeah, I think you just covered Mm -hmm. it as well with your intro, which is um, there's a lot of people that throw events, so many companies throw events and um, especially small businesses and then large businesses that have um, maybe it's an EA or a PA or somebody in another full-time role that get 
lumped with running an event, whether it be the Christmas party or um, just small meetings or seminars. And they don't really have the skills to to do it um, professionally, but they still have to do it. So we want to provide tools for people who are in that situation so that you can go and confidently throw your events with absolute ease. Um, That's what sort of made us think we should um yeah i think we this idea came about probably we just been talking about it for a while like yeah it's 12 months in the making yeah. people yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this doesn't just happen and here we are <laughs> um, but i think a lot of people think event management is you know common knowledge and to a certain degree you do need to just have a common sense common and logical sense. mind yeah but definitely. there are a number of things that a lot of people we found don't know that make it's so much simpler to run a successful event and achieve whatever you're trying to, your goals are for the event. Yeah, it's just some tools, isn't it? People just often don't even know that they need a run sheet. They don't know that they need to start that run sheet well before the event actually starts. Yeah. So yeah, little tips and tricks we're going to share with you. Um, combined um, experience of what have we got? Like 40 years yeah. of events experience. We didn't want to give away us. our ages either when we added that up. So we said yes, between we... 30 and 40 years of experience between <laughs> us. We're all young and gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Ted, let's get into today's topic, which is um, what we think it takes to become a successful event professional. So key traits, uh, personality traits, just working styles, that sort of thing. And basically it's the stuff we wish someone had told us when we were starting out. Instead of mm-hmm. blindly mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to put on events. Yeah. And that, that leads to another um, group of people we didn't actually discuss where we started the podcast, but there's a lot of students coming out of university, um, coming up not knowing whether event management is for them. Um, I know Tam's business works a lot with interns and that's something that you observe a lot. We have work experience as well. Yeah, it's bridging that gap between uni and the actual practical working in events. I think people find it really hard to find a job if they haven't worked in an event um, scenario and in an, in an events company or an events department within a, a larger company. So, yeah, textbook learning events is very different to practical. So what we want to provide with Behind the Clipboard is some um, tips and tricks and real good knowledge and tools that you can take away and go, right, yep. So we'll be um, we'll be giving you downloadables and we've got a Facebook group, an Instagram group, so you can ask us questions and we'll happily answer them next week on the podcast. Stunning. All right, let's delve into, I think we got really excited about this particular topic within this topic, which is personality traits. Because <laughs> it can be a bit controversial in a workplace when you're talking about people's personalities and their behaviours, but we think we distilled what we think it takes to be a good successful event professional. Mel, what do you think is the number one trait an event professional needs to have? Definitely organisation and attention to detail. They're kind of wrapped into one. Um, To be organised and think of all the little things you need for the event requires such a level of detail. And it's a weird mix of being able to see the detail but also like the forest and the trees at the same time because... Mm. That's a good analogy. I like that one. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Because you really are, sometimes you're in the deep end and you've got to look at the minutiae. I always read that word as minutiae. Is it minutiae or minutiae? I'm going with minutiae. Comment on our Facebook group because I don't know how to pronounce it. Teach us some (laughs) elocution and pronunciation. Um, Yeah, you have to look at the small details and you have to look at the bigger picture, which is, yeah, I like forest. You have to see the forest and the trees and the birds and the sand. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And how the sand's going to get there and yep. who's going to take the Who's cleaning home. up the sand? <laughs> who's cleaning up the sand is always... It's up there. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> wants that job. No, so organised for organized, sure. number one. And in my experience, and the girls probably agree, we found that someone from an EAPA kind of background does transfer quite well into events because they're juggling a million balls at once. Yeah, that's why they're they're good when, yeah. when they're um, thrust into that role. They're really good at it, but they may not have the tools. So, Well, they may not feel they have the tools and they haven't thought about it as how can this apply to events. Yeah, yeah. I also think um, part of being organised is can, it can be as simple as everywhere you go, you have a notepad and pen and you're always remembering, noting things, um, particularly when you're on site. At meetings. And And sometimes in the middle of the night, you might wake up and write something down. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I get my best ideas at three in the morning. Same. Yeah, me too. In the shower is actually where I do my best thinking. (laughs) Not me so much. Mm. All right. Um, Another trait that we've listed, and it can be a bit controversial, but proactive borderlining on bossy. Because I think bossy has a negative connotation, but in events, to an extent, you have to be bossy. Absolutely. You have to run the show. If we were three men sitting around this table, it would be assertive and that would be the number one best trait that you could have in business. So let's go with assertive. Yeah. Yeah. To be proactive. Assertiveness. Assertive. You have to be assertive because, you know, you're dealing with stakeholders, suppliers on event day, especially I think is when you really have to take the reins. And you have to be sort of the point of contact, mm. make decisions quickly because they'll come to you. Yeah, and that applies to any role within the events team. I think a really strong team is one that um, every single person involved in it is able to make a decision without going to the top of the yeah, absolutely. Um, management team because, the, yeah, that person's probably very, very busy at that time as well. So being able to know the big picture and make decisions quickly, big trait. Definitely. Mm. Big tick there if you've got that. Um, And on event day really is when you need to be assertive. I find that's when you notice suppliers' deliveries aren't up to scratch. There's something wrong with the furniture you've ordered. If you're too conflict adverse, it's (laughs) going to be really hard to bring those things up. And I think really the um, true mark of an amazing event professional is having a really high standard. Everything people pay for these events because – they come for an amazing experience. They Everything has to be top-notch. Top-notch. Um, the next personality trait is one that's very, very close to my heart, which is control freak in the spreadsheets. <laughs> Getting freaky. Getting freaky. I like it. I cracked myself up when I wrote this one down, so hopefully everyone's <laughs> laughing as they listen to this. Um, so it may sound a bit silly, borderlining on a bit weird, but... Everywhere you store all your information for events, in the lead up to events, it's so important to have version control. Depending on how many people there are on your team, if you're managing a guest list, you want one source of truth. I agree. And it doesn't, even if it's just you running an event and you have to send that guest list out um, or you have to send the suppliers the run sheet, you need to make sure that that version is being changed as every single little detail gets changed. Otherwise, it could be it could it spell could, disaster on it could event be the day. difference between your VIP rocking up an hour later than they were supposed to because a week before you told after you told them what time to come, there was a change in the sh- in the run sheet, mm. and because you were so busy with event day details, you'd forgotten to send the updated one. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a big tip. They're calling your MC to the stage and they're not there. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you need to have – it comes back again to the trait being attention to detail and, yeah, version control Absolutely. and ensuring you're ticking every box as you go along the way is super important. And I think we touched on this uh, a little bit in the intro about just being a people person and personable. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really think to say that. <laughs> um, because, as we said, there's you're dealing with guests, uh, suppliers, other stakeholders – VIPs, you're dealing with everyone top to bottom. Yeah, clients, venues. Yeah, you, you have to like people. I, I think that's why I really thrive in this industry is because I love learning people's stories. I love meeting people. And the more events you do or the bigger the events you do, the more people are involved. And you're a bit of a, a puppeteer really, but you have to go and meet with all of them and um, really enjoy it. <laughs> really being personable is important. On the bigger events as well, the chances of someone turning up that you when when you invite VIPs, Mel's got a story. I could tell. <laughs> tell us what you really mean, Mel. Yeah, Mel, <laughs> tell us tell us a story that I know that's cooking in your brain about this. Look, when you have big <laughs> events and you're inviting VIPs, sometimes wires can get crossed. Uh, we have had people turn up that we were sending a flyer to to buy a ticket, and they've turned up assuming they were invited. Complimentary. There was no seat for them. But on the day, you know what? You just have to go with the flow. Um, ask the venue to add some more seats quickly, shuffle some place cards and act like you're expecting them the whole time because at the end of the day, they're still really important stakeholders to your cause. Absolutely. And being part of being personable is, that is a tricky word. It's personable. hard because I read it as personable. <laughs> Personal, uh, <laughs> now, now we've just completely lost it. But yeah, liking people and enjoying time with people um, often means diffusing difficult situations, which you just mentioned, Mel. So I think um, you've got to have that smile on your face. You've got to be able to diffuse stress and resolve conflict quickly and I, I'm a big believer, and this might be old school, but um, the customer is always right. So you're always going to make them feel special and wanted, even if you're going to go out the back and scream in the kitchen after you've resolved the issue. To You know, you put on – it's that analogy of duck. being a duck. Yeah, I love it. So you're just <laughs> smooth sailing across the top of the water and then underneath your feet are going a million miles an hour, and that can often be your anger. I think that one analogy sums up the entire profession of event management. Correct, sometimes. absolutely. We should have called this behind the duck. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath the duck. Underneath the duck. <laughs> Underneath the duck, yeah, much better. Yeah, because there's been times, as Tam said, you. I've actually got a story about this. Um, I met someone somewhere who also worked in events and she basically had dropped the ball on the bump-in time for a big conference. So she had everyone wanting to bump in at the same time oh big do you know what she did she took off her name badge and hid behind a bin <laughs> that's like something you'd see in a movie so no doubt that you do want to do that on event day if something's going wrong but you can't but you definitely can't <laughs> no no and you that can't leads perfectly to <laughs> the next personality trait we we're going to mention is being level-headed Oh, yes. Yeah. It's a really, really stressful profession sometimes. There's going to be so many things that make you want to panic and hide behind a bin, <laughs> but you cannot do that. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so much going on. And I mean, when they release the national professional list, <laughs> event management is always in the top five of the most stressful jobs in the world. The most ulcers Yeah, or wasn't it yeah. number three last yeah. year? Behind like, policemen and firemen, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's, Terrorist negotiators. There's so many things you cannot control in events. The weather... 
people turning up that you didn't know were coming. Mm. It's uh, a big, yeah, that's a yeah. big takeaway for today. If you don't like working under stress, which we all obviously do, I thrive on it. It's not the profession for you. It's definitely you gotta you gotta live. I th- I really thrive off the um, adrenaline, adrenaline rush. Yeah. yeah. So when it's event day and you leading up, and quite often you're so busy leading up to that doors open time, you don't even you think you've got four hours, but actually you've got fifteen minutes, and then <laughs> and, yep, then you're uh, the old curl your hair in the bathroom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Pommy shower in the bathroom. Yeah. And the old, I don't away. remember when the last time it was I had any water today or the oh, last yes. two days. Yeah. <laughs> and I always seem to leave my phone somewhere, especially when I'm in a ballroom. Mm-hmm. It's very annoying. And I actually get a bit of a um, sense of satisfaction and a bit of a high when I've solved a problem on the day. So, oh, me too. Definitely. You know, I think the three of us pride ourselves on having everything within our control sorted out before the event day, but there's always something that happens. And, you know, you've got to pat yourself on the back. Oh, when yeah. you're not hiding behind a bin. <laughs> I think we could do a whole episode on debriefing and um, just event come down. Yeah. I get the post yeah. event blues. Mm-hmm. Big, yeah, because you're so Big rush, time. rush, 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 and yeah. then it's amazing. And then the next day you're like, oh. And then you actually, no when you're doing that, me. you're like, wow, how did I do all that? Like probably 50 hours of work in eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So crisis management. Crisis management is sort of fits in with being on. level-headed mm. and, you know, it's in the top three professions of, high stress and another thing I think is important for an event professional although we sound very like detail oriented and very control freaky you actually also have to be quite flexible (laughs) so definitely when something goes wrong you have to be able to go with it fix it ah flexibility has to be your middle name and also hand in hand with creativity so you I mean when you're bringing the event to life you are going to be extremely creative in what you put together and sometimes on you have to think on your feet and be flexible and creative at the same time so if you know something's come in that you've mm-hmm. ordered and it's in the complete wrong color what can you do about it can you change something on screen that's going to match in or i don't know there's there's lots of examples i don't know if yeah. you guys can I've think had, of any um, i've had like signage come in the wrong size right but because it was such a short deadline like it basically got delivered to the venue on the day and it was the wrong size for where it had to go Right. It was just a duct tape Velcro job. It was. There was uh, Stanley knives and scissors yeah. involved. Yeah. But it and looked... just a bit of prayer at the back, like please don't just fall off. Uh-huh. It looked I've very seen professional. That. I've seen that happen in an event. So there was have this I. Massive. But they were a bit. I don't. I don't know what they were thinking. They did this enormous. Um, what would you call it? it was like a media wall behind the MC where the MC was standing but it had all of their sponsors on this giant giant I'm talking about four meters across three meters oh. down sign and they I think they blue tacked it oh, <laughs> as the MC was doing don't. his opening you could just watch one corner peeling no. off and sort of dropping and it was happening like in slow motion and everyone was just laughing but trying not to laugh and trying to be serious and listen to the MC he wasn't aware what was happening Oh, they could have just used a screen. <laughs> Thanks for the ulcer, Tam. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stress-inducing. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, when it comes to signage, I think that's another episode, just the best things to use to stick up signage. Well, toolkit. Oh yeah. Toolkit. toolkit. We'll have to cover that for sure. Yeah, definitely. All the Velcro dots and the blue tack. And there's just different, tack, gray, different grades of Velcro. Who knew? Oh. Mm. And sticky tape. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're fun at dinner parties. <laughs> <laughs> we're fun at dinner parties what's your favorite gaffer tape we're probably not going to get invited to anything anymore people will be like oh they're just judging me <laughs> yeah. we're not judgy no, we're, no. we're a little bit we actually judgy. love to learn as well we're a, we're a little bit judgy yeah we're a lot judgy but we're here to help that's yeah. why we started it yeah this is true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um 
we're going to look back at this first episode and go cringe, but you know, <sighs> go bad, with us, go with yeah. us, because this is our first time. Learn with us, grow with us. Have to start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. And we're very, very happy to have you along this journey. There's lots of people that have said, wow, that's a really great idea. And we looked around for other events, podcasts, and nothing was really up to scratch. So mm. we're hoping behind the clipboard is going to be that for you. Definitely. And we're thinking another thing we wanted to cover in today's episode was sort of transitioning from your current career to maybe you're thinking maybe events is for me like what's the first step Mm. so Mel maybe what do you think what kind of career do you think if you're currently doing a job what do you think transitions well into being an event manager well we touched on it earlier but definitely personal and executive assistants Um, they're used to juggling a million things at once which is event management summed up again and any project management project coordinator job um, anything where you are managing a massive amount of moving parts because mm-hmm. that is events just summed yeah. up and remaining calm on the surface, which we've said. So, again, customer service, some really stressful customer service jobs can can lead to that I as think well. some they hospitality jobs would lead quite say, well yeah. into yeah. events. Well, hospitality as for sure. Tam's background Tam. hospitality, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't in food and beverage, but um, I think you could easily transition from food and beverage as well. Yeah. You just have to like people and, yeah, love the stress. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> like people, coordination. Yeah, some people thrive on a stress, some people freak out. We're, I think we're stress thrivers. Yes, yeah, definitely. definitely. So what would you say the top five things we would – Take away, if you, if you wanted to go into events, what would be our top five? Crystal, fast five. Fast five, here we go. One, love stress. Yeah, you have to love the stress in events, yeah, definitely. Number two, you need to be super duper organised. Uh-huh. Number three? Be a multitasker, for sure. Juggle them balls. <laughs> balls. <laughs> and be a duck. <laughs> be a duck. Be a duck. Four, creative thinker. Not only do you have to be creative in terms of theming and uh, putting together the event, is think on your feet. Mm, solving problems. Solving problems on, on the, the fly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Number five, you have to be a people person. There's so many things going on. So many people to talk to, to deal with. Yeah. you got to love people. You do. Cool. That's our fast five. Sorted. Events are also really fun, though. I feel like we yeah, have I think actually, scared yeah. some people. <laughs> yeah, we didn't it's even really mention that. The highs and the lows, but the highs always outweigh the lows. Definitely. When you're sitting watching an event go off without a hitch, partying at the end of the night because it's all gone off successfully. Absolutely. Or if you're me sleeping at the end of the night. <laughs> I can't do that. Oh, I've got I can. a day. So if it's been, you know, a five or six hour event, so you've been working 14 hours in the late or including the event time. I need to stay up, have a drink and de-stress for about two hours mm-hmm. and just not de-stress but just have fun, yeah. just yeah. relax, have a G&T and go, yeah, that was amazing. Deep breath. Mm. In every profession, you don't pat yourself on the back enough. No. You just straight on to the next project. So that was our New Year's resolution at the at work was to give each other enjoy a bit the more highs. pats on the back, enjoy the highs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, high five. Yeah. <laughs> Does that? I think that wraps up today's episode, our first one ever. How are you feeling? Oh, it was good. It was yeah. fun. We'll have to listen back and see if we're any good. Hopefully you guys um, got a bit out of that. I think, yeah, we're really excited. I'm excited to share yeah. our knowledge and really empower people to just go out there and run awesome events and feel really confident that they've got the tools to do that. Me too. Exciting times. 
What have we got coming up, Crystal? What have we got coming up? Oh, look, I know Mel is chomping at the bit for the, one of the upcoming episodes, which is Food Glorious Food. Food mm, literally chomping. Probably about a three-hour episode, so stay tuned. Um, we're going to cover things like run sheets. If you don't know what it is, definitely tune in. But even if you do, there's definitely going to be some tips in that. Uh, we've got mood boards. Oh, that's the sexy part of events. That's the sexy part of events. Yeah, you might hear some interesting music in the background of that one. (laughs) And also choosing the right type of event for what you want to achieve. Starting from basics, like if you're having a product launch, what's the best kind of style of event for that? If you're trying to raise money, what's the best Mm -hmm. style of event for that? Yeah. So there's a lot coming up. And in our local programs, we'll be looking at different venues around Perth, gig guides, what bands are, are cool to book and what sort of styles go with what sort of events. We'll get in some guests and have a bit of a chat to them about it. Um, and my favourite episode coming up is gin. We're going to have a whole yes. – gin's having a moment. So I think we're going to have a whole episode about that. I'm very down for that. <laughs> and we'll have to do tastings. Obviously. We, definitely. All right. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.